I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. Yes, here we are once again to dive into a belting, cracking film review for your ears to listen to. And as always, I'm joined by good friend, film lover and fellow travel partner... Callum, how are you doing? Fresh off the back of our little excursion. I wouldn't necessarily use the word fresh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there was lots of there was lots of emotion, um, but when we came back, but fresh certainly wasn't one of them. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, the Hamburg was great, wasn't it? We had a great time. We had a good time. We had a good time. Um, um, it was great to really dig into chat, drink walking and the consumption of strange foods yeah i mean the uh the fish sandwich did you know do you remember that the actual bun as well was in the shape of a like a clam or a shell okay. like the, <laughs> yeah, the, okay. the, the, the yeah, bun yeah. that the whatever i don't even know what fish it was do you know what fish it was that we ate, actually ate? i'm not sure i want to punt for herring um but what was the name of the um actual the bit the bismarck the Bismarck, that was it. The yeah, Biz- the Bismarck. Yeah. So if you're brave enough when in Hamburg to have a Bismarck fish sandwich, we will challenge you on that one because it was a struggle. It was quite. It was a real struggle, but it felt right. Well, I think. I mean, the reason why I think it was a struggle is because we were both, both incredibly hungover, and yep. the first meal that we had of the day was <laughs> some fish that was absolutely pissing in vinegar, and pickle <laughs> juice, and onion, and gherkin, and yeah. Um, but we absolutely channeled our channeled our inner Bourdains. Well, you, well, indeed, you've got to you've got to eat what you eat, and we ate that. We did, we did, and it was belting, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And we even got to swing by and have a look at a nice little indie cinema whilst we we're there. And if you want to see the photo of us, get onto our Instagram account. There you go, plug straight away for the socials. Mm. But that was the travel, Callum. That was the travel. You've been off for half term. We've you've been having a good time. We've been having a good time over in Hamburg, but I want to get into the review. Mm. We've been going through some new films and we're not holding back on our relentless pursuits of discussion on the new big releases, another Oscar-nominated one this week, and a huge director as well. We don't want to shy away from this. But before I reveal all, I'll hand it over to you, Callum, for one of your overviews. Please take it away. So we went to watch The Fablemans. Um, the new Steven Spielberg movie. Um, it was co-wrote by Tony Kushner, so written by Spielberg and Kushner, respectively. Um, loosely based on sort of Spielberg's adolescence um, and coming of age in 1950s America, I guess. Um, 1950s, 1960s America. I only actually discovered it was about Spielberg after I'd watched it. I deliberately didn't read anything about this film before I went to see it. So I thought it was just a movie about a kid who loved film. And I guess in some ways it is because it's about Spielberg. Um, And it starts with basically Sam Fableman, the character in 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 the story. His parents take him to watch a moving picture in New Jersey in 
the the early nineteen fifties. Um, and he takes him to see the the Cecil B. DeMille's The Greatest Show on Earth, and he the young child is absolutely sort of enraptured and sort of I guess surprised and horrified and excited and traumatized all at the same time. All these different emotions flow through his head when he sees a train crash into a car with people in it. And that is kind of like implied as like this as the seed when the child falls in love with with moving pictures and and what they can do and achieve. Um it follows the story of the Fablemans throughout their life, basically, from Sam Sammy's adolescence um in New Jersey. They then then they then moved to Phoenix, Arizona, and they eventually moved to Northern California. And it follows his life all the way up from um I guess elementary school all the way through to middle school and then the end of high school pretty much and then he ends up getting a job in um a Hollywood studio where he meets John Ford um and Ford talks about the concept of the horizon it's kind of like a love story to film making and it's a love story to film as a concept um and it follows the life of of Spielberg really I guess that's it, really. It really it does. does yeah. It really does. Thank you very much, Callum. And as I said, a big hitter. Obviously, anything that Spielberg's releasing is always going to be up there as a big one. But with this being his kind of autobiographical um, scripts in there, you know, it was always going to gather a lot of attention. And my concern going into it was I was very excited and was, was looking forward to it. But the concern was... Is it going to be a little bit too self-indulgent? Is it going to be this, oh, look how great I am and look how I managed to do it and look how great film is and the power of it and everything to do with that, but in a very self-centered way. Not that I'm against the film saying all those things, but that was the concern. But I don't think it was that at all. Of course, you're always going to have elements of um, it feeling a little bit self-centered when it is uh, based on your own life. But I don't think it was overly done in a way where it felt like, okay, this is a bit much. This is a bit narcissistic. It was the plot stood up on its own. It was great, obviously, to have that intrigue of it being um, loosely based on his life and have those elements and see how he developed as a youngster and got into film. But also without that element, I think the plot stood up really well. I love how it kind of parallels the rise of cinema in America at that time with the rise of his career and his life and interest in it. But also it is, I think it had the ups and downs of the emotion in all different elements of it because you've got the personal family elements in there, which were interesting and fascinating, but I think the characters are very well developed. His, his parents, you really feel the emotional attachment to it. And this element of the scientific father against the artistic mother plays out all the way through it, both on the personal level, but then on the wider, grander scale of um, how they look at life and discuss things like that. But then also... The how it tracks the progression of his interest in film and the developments along that. So the little films he does make within it are then interesting and exciting to see both in the plots of those, but then the techniques used. Like I really loved when he did the uh, the shot the war film, and then he's um, edited the gunshots by pricking holes in the film to make it look like the white bangs coming out of the guns. Like, just little things like that. That was the like the cool filmic elements of it, where there's a lot of references and nods and 
um, bits to the love of film there. But I don't think that was overdone. I don't think it felt like, here's me just showing how great film is, because there's a lot of films which we use the phrase love letter to film, like Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And when we watched Empire of Light recently, they're very similar in what they were doing there. But this wasn't overawing in that. I think it was it was quite quaint in the way it did it, but not in a way that it was dismissive. It felt real. It felt genuine. And I just thought it was a gripping plot all the way through. It was The characters were very well developed. It was just a very well-made film all around. You could tell it's made by someone like Steven Spielberg, who's a master filmmaker. And I just thought it was a fantastic watch from start to end. Without it being anything too groundbreaking in terms of what it was pushing, it was just very good at what it did. And I thoroughly enjoyed the watching experience of it. What about you, Cameron? Yeah, I mean, I I, did, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Um, I quite liked it. It was like quite kooky in some respects. Um, and in, in some ways, it was sort of classic Spielberg, like all the characters' clothes look like they've been taken directly out of a costume department, which they obviously had. But it just reminded me a little bit about um, sort of those those films from the nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties, where like um, characters that play a kind of like what the early movies that Sam's filming in the actual um, film itself, um, you know, they're, they're Wearing your mum's tea towel as like a a, a, yeah, a, a, yeah, a, yeah. a what's it called a, a bandana or something the mm-hmm. the thing that you put, yeah. the cow the cowboys used to wear smugglers and things like that um, so a lot of the car a lot of the, the costumes were like very sort of kooky sort of like almost like and some of the caricatures of sort of the nineteen fifties characters as well almost kind of hysterical I mean Sam's mum is like constantly hysterical throughout the movie I thought that was quite interesting sort of like. 1950s sort of caricature um caricature sorry um but one thing i did actually quite like about it was the fact that like you kind of you're carried through almost the history of um 20th century cinema in some respects like you know there's the bit when um sam's mother is dancing in the light um dan- she's dancing in front of the um car the car yeah the car car, headlights and she's like kind of twirling and she's like i I don't know for me it kind of represented birth like she's she's feeling rebirthed as the you know they're all coming of age or they're all coming of the events on the amount of technological progress that is happening at the time um you know the father's working for ibm working in for progressive electronical and technological industries and then sam's making films with the latest machinery that's available to these people in the 50s and then you got the mum dancing it's it represents kind of birth in a way but it was also kind of like the invention of the male gaze as well like there was a lot of invention of like there was a lot of inventions in the movie but they were also inventing sort of the cinema tropes throughout in a way it was yeah, like sort yeah. of the like the you know the male gaze for example or you know the cowboy film or you know the the damsel in distress you know the 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 sort of the cowboy hero all these all these things that we've kind of that we grow up with and that have become the key sort of like nuts and bolts of any movie are kind of in this as well and it's it's quite meta in a way cuz like mm-hmm. Spielberg's kind of saying this is all the stuff that i've experienced growing up as a kid and this is where i've got these concepts from and now they're in all my movies as well 
Um, yeah. So I thought it was quite cool. Um, almost situates the birth of American cinema as well. Um, within the like, like, the birth of cinema, sorry, is rooted in the American past. So like with the frontier, for example, those frontier film movies, you know, Stagecoach, The Searchers, all the early John Wayne movies, the John like John Ford, for example, the fact that his character he he's in like he's not actual John Ford, obviously David Lynch plays John Ford, but like he's in the movie as well, and he talks about the horizon, and there's that great scene when they're in John Ford's office and he's looking at a lot of Frederick Remington paintings. I think they are Frederick Remington paintings, but. Frederick Emerton was a famous sort of frontier painter, painted a lot of horses and cowboys and Indians and things like that. But that was where all these movies like Stagecoach, The Searchers and all, and all that sort of, all those sort of stuff, that's where they got their sort of iconography from, 19th mm-hmm. century frontier art. And it's like how art and film coalesce, basically. Um, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, the whole bit when, you know, film is sort of clarifying as much as it's obscuring in some respects. Um, we talked off mic about when he's filming the athlete, the anti-Semitic athlete in his high school. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, and the athlete goes, why did you make me look like that? Like that? I'll never be able to live up to that expectation. Why have you made me look like that? Um, everyone thought he was a sort of a vision of athletic beauty, the way Fableman had filmed him. And actually he was an anti-Semitic, horrible person. Um, because what we saw was a completely different side to the athlete that Fableman filmed, um, in the actual movie itself. So there was some real um, cool constructs and some quite interesting um themes floating through this movie, which is why I quite liked it really. Yeah, and just carrying on from what you're saying there is that in in terms of that scene and that, and that sequence with the athlete in the film there's i think there's a lot coming out of that you've got um as you were saying him putting him above what he is and then that line where the the anti-semitic athlete says like i can't live up to you made me someone bigger than i am like why have you done this to me one i don't deserve it but also you've set this kind of standard for me that i can't live up to and it's saying that okay film um, can do that both in a a true and asp- an aspirational way but also in a distorted way but I think showing that the character of Sammy and then obviously Steven Spielberg's experience of using film as his superpower to not just depict images and get people together but to use it as the, his defense against people and that kind of his upbringing there of um being bullied and um because of his uh because he was jewish he uses that power of film in all different ways not just the bringing the people together but to, for his defense against others and i think again it's just coming back to that um, initial idea of the power of film and it's many different uses and the different um strengths it has beyond just the initial idea of entertainment mm. but Going back to what you said at the beginning, something that I think was one of my main takeaways from it and that I really enjoyed that got explored was the family relationship. And it's not something that you necessarily going into it thought was going to be the biggest part. You just thought that was maybe just showing the family growing up. But there was that dynamic um, of the family and then Seth Rogen's character comes in and that's what kind of breaking the family up. But between the two, the father is the scientist technology um is a bit more practically minded whereas the mother 
she's the artist and she says that me and Sammy we're artists um but that's a split within the family and that's very fascinating for the plot and how that plays out and how Sammy even though he detests his mother for what she is going through and wanting to leave his father he also understands her because they are cut from the same cloth and they have the artistic way of life but I think that ties into what you were saying before with the wider context of things where there's a lot of inventions in in the film but you've got the technological uh, inventions of the IBM element and things like that but you've got the very specific film inventions so you said yes they're, they're inventing uh, the tropes of film but you see like the editing machines and the cameras and things like that and it's that split between they are both the artists in the film and the scientists are at the forefront of American modernity and they're using the most modern cameras and using the most modern tech in science but seeing how the art and the science plays out against each other and with each other as those things develop and I thought just from a much like Empire of Light just from a film loving perspective it was very satisfying and gratifying to watch that and see the little editing machine and see the developments of film and how as I said the pinpricks in the at the actual film itself that was satisfying but I think on the wider level it served that purpose of that almost like modern frontier of technology but from an artistic perspective but a scientific perspective and when they cross over but when they also clash and that gave a really good platform for the family relationship and the dynamic as that played out but to give you that context of the time and how art and cinema were working alongside each other in many ways and I I got a lot from that I found it very satisfying to see that film technology and the development of it all yeah I mean I was literally just going to say that like that idea of modernity because the film really it's yes it's a film about the development of film but it's also a film about the development of modernity in some respects um there's the quite interesting bit when um when he when he goes to see his first motion picture and he sees a train crashing into a car and then he recreates that with his model his model train set and his model car and he keeps crashing it into one another and succeeds he, he he loves he loves the sort of the chaos that it creates in a way and his mother says that oh it's because um his mother like gets him to film it so he can look at look at it over and over again so he doesn't have to keep repeating it and all that sort of stuff. And I thought it was quite interesting, really, because, like, a moving picture has captured um, an event that if it was to happen in real life would be absolutely traumatic. Um, and it's almost kind of like film has the power to create sort of the shock of the new in a way. Because that's, because that's the why they're so... Because that's why they're so fascinated by what he can achieve. You know, the fact that he can film something and make something look so realistic take uh, an element of human existence and sort of recreate it on film and people are shocked at how real it looks like when they're doing uh, the the um the cowboy fight in the desert in phoenix arizona um and he put puts holes in the film the film reel and people oh it looks so how did you make it look so real and it's just that it was there was those little elements of it it's sort of like film is the creation of the modern world like I said earlier, it obscures as much as it clarifies in some respects. So I thought that was quite interesting. And the, you know, that that's mirrored by the sort of transient nature of the family. The fact that like 
they're constantly moving. I mean, this starts in New Jersey, then they move to Arizona, Phoenix, and then they move to Northern California. Um, and, you know, the way the family moves mirrors the way film captures experiences. Um, because you're constantly sort of like being brought into experience different elements of the family dynamic throughout. Um, the characters change throughout. Um, I mean, his mother is portrayed in um, a way that most um, novels of the time have done as well, portray women of the 1950s. Mad, well, I mean, even TV series like Mad Men did it, Revolutionary Road did it with Richard Yates. Um, like women as being a sort of almost hysterical in some respects. Um, that's an interesting dynamic to the way the way the film captures that. I'm not really sure sort of what to what to make of that yet. It'll come to me in a minute. But the um the way that the, the way that the, the the family moves constantly, the transient nature of the family mirrors the way film captures experiences, like one frame to the next. Like to like film is literally stitched and glued glued literally together to construct meaning and to construct identity. I mean, there's the whole scene when um his dad almost forces him to capture the, the 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 family camping trip because it'll impress your mother it'll make your mother happy again it's like film has the power to sort of cure depression in some respects that's the that's the uh that's the that's the the meaning there same with um the anti-semitism film like you said earlier film has the power to be a defense mechanism against um anti-semitism you know um whether it's as simple as that, because Empire Light did a similar thing, didn't it? In the sense that, like, film has the power to overcome such horrible trauma. Um, there's an element of that in this in this film as well. Film, it's film has the power to overcome such trauma. I'm not sure it's as, it's as simple as that. Well, it's not as simple as that. But at the same time, I think the movie worked in terms of capturing that development of modernity in the mid 20th century. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, I, I like those elements of it. And I think without going too far, and I don't think it is trying to make huge, big statements. It's just a very good film, very good plot, well made with these themes of kind of Spielberg exploring how a film impacted him and how it then impacted others. And the idea of just coming back to what I said, but then linking it into what you've just said there, of the art versus science. It's that wider bit of when his dad calls it calls it a hobby, and mm. he he well Sammy is trying to get to grips with this idea of whether it's meaningful or not. Is there actual meaning to it? And he believes there is, but his dad doesn't. He believes it's just a hobby, and this comes back to discussions we've had linking back into the the Simon Sharma documentary, The History of Now, nice. of art being a luxury. Yeah, and yeah, his dad yeah. looks at art, i.e. film, as a luxury. And mm. there's no there's no kind of critical thought to it beyond that. He's just like, oh, no, obviously it's a luxury. Like, keep doing it. It could be a hobby, but it's just a side thing. Whereas what Spielberg's saying and what Sammy's exploring and his mother's encouraging him to do is saying, well, no, Art and science run alongside each other. And as I said earlier, they physically run alongside each other in the film with the technology that's being developed. The modern technology is being used in film. Modern technology is being used 
via his dad in his job, but they're both at the forefront. They are one of the same. They go against each other sometimes, but they blend into each other. It's not one is superior to the other. And that's that exploration. And I think artists and filmmakers for a long time have the frustration of people criticizing for it being a luxury whereas the filmmaker wants to say no understand the power of this and what this film is breaking down in many ways is saying look how it impacts different people and different societies as you say from the prom element um from his filmmaking the bringing people together the communities that love it um and that is exactly what you said the film is meta and why it works because it enables you to watch it and be like okay this is uh, based on Steven Spielberg's life and he's ha- showing his kind of memory of his upbringing and the impact it had. But you're allowed to also be sat there with Steven Spielberg now in the back of your mind showing you these things. And he's almost pointing out to you, look at what film can do, what it did to me or what I did for it in certain areas. And that's why I think the meta element of it is powerful. And I adore the scene after he's shown the film at the prom and the guy who is put as the protagonist in it basically says to him, as we discussed, why did you make me at the forefront of this? And says, if you tell anyone after this um, that I was upset about it, there'll be trouble. And Sammy says to him, oh, well, only if I make a film about it. And in that moment, you're like, well, the film he's made about it is the one I'm watching now. So it was, the meta element was done really well, but I think the power of that was that it allowed those themes and points that Spielberg's trying to make of saying, look what film can do and did for me. You are allowed to kind of have those pointed out to you and appreciate them in a way where you can go, oh yeah, film is more than just a luxury. It's a necessity and it's powerful and runs alongside um, technological scientific development it's something that goes hand in hand with it and is a necessity as things drive forward whereas if you're watching a film that is just doing that you're not necessarily thinking oh this is making me feel these things and is really breaking my boundaries over these elements whereas this is a film that's acknowledging that and almost has got that documentary element to it in that way as um, a successful historic film can have that's what I liked about that. And I think those two things all came together really well within the plot. The characters who were very well written and developed. And I think the whole film visually was just great. It was a really good watch. And um, yeah, I enjoyed that. Let's wrap it up, Callum, because mm. I think we've really gone through some good stuff there. We've given the listeners a good view of what we feel. Could you give me your final thoughts, please? And your mark out of 10. I mean, the film is, I mean, it's, again, like we've said earlier, it's a, a, a sort of a love letter to, you know, one's youth and how it's the it's the birth of his passion, really. It's the birth of Spielberg's passion with, with moving pictures. Um, and that passion is very much rooted in the American tradition of Hollywood. Um, so in some respects, it's a love letter to an industry that has created him in some respects as well, um, which is quite interesting. Um I liked it. It was good. I thought there was some, you know, interesting constructs there, concepts there about, you know, modernity and the creation of film, the mechanics behind it, um, the way sort of movement can, the way film can, movement and film itself can clarify as much as obscures. I thought it was quite good. Um, I would have quite liked to have seen just a little bit more analysis given to um, 
the uh, sort of anti-Semitism aspect and the obvious, obvious depression that his mum experiences. Obviously, it's, you know, a film from his experience. No one can sort of, like, say that is what your mum's experience was like because that's what he's decided to film. Um, but the, 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 the experience and trauma of his mother is kind of just boiled down to, well, she loves somebody else. And there's obviously a little bit, there's a little bit more to it than that, I imagine. Um, I would just like to have seen a bit more exploration of that. Um, but saying that, the film itself, it, it's not really, it's not really about that. The film is about Spielberg and his life and his sort of love of film. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10, um, just because of its, I just thought it was a really nice film. It was well put together. You know, it was classic Spielberg in some yep. respects. And that's why it's getting 8 out of 10, because it's just classic Spielberg. Thank you very much, Callum. Um, yeah, I'm very close to my um, review as well there. It was very enjoyable watch. Like, as I say, going back to my two things um, to rank a film on, it's got to be an enjoyable experience as you're watching it, but give you something to think about afterwards. I couldn't really top too much on the enjoyable experience. It was very enjoyable. It worked really well. There was highs and lows of emotion. It was very satisfying. The film development bits of it and the film history, I loved all of that. But also agree that, yeah, some good themes in there. And as I said, the main thing that provoked me was the art and science um, that was represented between his parents. But there were further areas it could go. It wasn't like a hugely thought-provoking film afterwards. It was just satisfying. It was very satisfying to watch. So for that, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 as well. Really good film, thoroughly enjoyable, and would definitely watch it again. Um, But not necessarily groundbreaking for anything to give it too much than that but i really enjoyed watching it um i can see it doing well during um award season so yeah well done steven spielberg thank you for another good film and thank you callum for another good podcast episode thank you always a delight to dive into different films with you but that's enough for this episode of course we'll be back very soon for plenty more reviews and creative conversations but in the meantime keep watching films keep letting us know what you think about our comments and the films we've been watching head over to our instagram page the glass a film club and give us a little follow and you can see what we've been up to there on our travels and different cinemas we've been to as well, well until next time enjoy yourselves and we'll see you all later bye bye <laughs>